Hi, I'm George Stalker, and this is LastWeekend.net for the week ending 14 November 2020. .NET 5.0 has been released. As a reminder, .NET Framework 4.8 is the last, and dare I say, legacy version of .NET. Going forward, it's going to be called .NET, no framework on the end of it. And .NET 5 really is .NET Core 3.1, renamed to .NET, so that going forward, at least in name, .NET is unified. Now, .NET 6 will actually unify all the different frameworks under the umbrella of .NET, but 5 is the aspirational name change. As a minor note, ASP.NET Core on .NET 5 is the name now for ASP.NET Core. It works as long as you don't think about it too hard. Also, Core is now an overloaded term. Enjoy! In .NET 5, single-file applications are now generally available. A single-file application is not what it sounds like because naming is hard. File here means output file, not source code file. That's going to become important in a minute. With .NET 5, you can now deploy a statically linked executable that contains the runtime and all the dependencies that it needs in a single file. Now, if you've created a Go application in the past, this is like that. Also note that it appears in the meantime they've changed the name from single file application to single file deployment, which is a good name change in my opinion. Also in .NET 5, you can now have a, uh, well, a single source code file application with what the .NET team calls top-level statements. Now, instead of the normal ceremony that you'd have with static void main and all the rigmarole you have in setting up an application, you can now just open a code file and start writing code, and it'll just work. Also important to note that .NET 5 will not offer replacements for ASP.NET Web Forms, WCF, or Windows Workflow Foundation. If you want to adopt .NET 5, then you're going to need to look at the alternatives. Microsoft points out the alternatives are, respectively, ASP.NET Core Blazor, gRPC, and the open source Core WF. Now, I feel bad for half of you that are never going to be able to adopt .NET 5 because your business is running on ASP.NET Web Forms and there is no upgrade path without a rewrite. System.text.json, also known as Microsoft's Newtonsoft JSON replacement, has gotten some new features. If you're adopting .NET 5, you're going to want to pay attention, as Newtonsoft.json is no longer being developed. If you're just catching up to this, they hired James Newton King about a year ago and quickly put Newtonsoft.json out to pasture. System.text.json is your new replacement. Since C Sharp 9 was shipped with .NET 5, C Sharp 9 records are now generally available. A record in C Sharp is a new data type, and it's a way to effectively have an almost immutable DTO, or data transfer object, without all the ceremony that DTOs used to take. If you have a property-based object with no behavior or methods, then you should strongly consider a record. C Sharp 9 also brings us enhanced pattern matching, which is a really fancy way of saying one step closer to Perl. This is great for me since I love Perl, but can you imagine trying to debug this? C Sharp 9, 
also allows you to omit the declaration of the type when constructing a new object. Really? Typing new was, was hard? Okay. Uh, in an ideal world where people would write maintainable code by default, this is a nice change. But here in the real world, I can already imagine the stuff we're going to see in five years. Your choice is now going to be between using var and using this newfangled new. We really did not need another programming holy war, but it looks like we're going to get it. There are more C-sharp 9 changes, but those are the highlights. Now, the hipster C-sharp, or what other people call F-sharp, has also gotten updates. Uh, F-sharp 5 is now generally available. The blog post says there are several updates, but it appears like several is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. I can see two updates, string interpolation and typed interpolation. Visual Basic for .NET 5 has been released. There are no new language updates here, and no more language updates are planned. VB.NET now supports the same project types on .NET 5 as C Sharp does. Look at the flowers, VB. Look at the flowers. .NET 5 supports WebAssembly through client-side Blazor, and Blazor has gotten several improvements. Now, Blazor was really released in .NET Core 3.1, but with the advent of .NET 5, they are really pushing Blazor now. Blazor's cool, but the target is people who are not using JavaScript. It's people who are using web forms. Now, Microsoft, among others, has tried several times to knock JavaScript off its throne for being the go-to language for rich internet applications, if you remember that term from like the mid-90s, uh, and it hasn't worked yet. But the web forms folks need a new approach, and Blazor does provide that. I'd be interested to see how this turns out, but I can't see Blazor disrupting anything that JavaScript is doing. EF Core 5 for .NET 5 has been released. I can't make it through all the 81 plus features they've added since 3.1 without worrying about the health of the Entity Framework team, but I'll at least try to hum a few bars. You have many-to-many -many relationships, the EF Core CLI, changetracker.clear, an improved code for scaffolding, and more. Oh yes, much, much more. .NET Core 3.1.10 has been released. Now this is just a bug fix released and it's centered mostly on EF Core 3.1 and ASP.NET Core. Microsoft.data.sqlite 5.0 has been released. Some nice goodies here if you use SQLite, so uh, enjoy. There's a blog post out there titled 10 Ways Your Data Project Is Going to Fail. To which I reply, only 10? That's a lot more manageable than usual. There's also a blog post out that details everything you ever wanted to know about NuGet package versioning. Look, this stuff is not fun to read about, but sooner or later, you or someone you love will spend a few days mired in package versioning hell. So bookmark this for that eventuality. Dave Brock shows you how to update the header tag with Blazor. You adopt Blazor, you now get to learn ways of doing things you already knew how to do in JavaScript. Whee! Mads Torgerson talks about why C Sharp is popular and where it's going from here. C Sharp is popular with businesses, and its leg up on JavaScript is that it's stable. If the JavaScript folks ever figure that out, C Sharp's in trouble, but we're not ready to have that discussion yet. .NET, Internet of Things, IoT, Libraries documentation has been published. 
I like this as it makes low-level programming approachable with C-sharp. I really wish this had been available to me a few years ago. Instead, I was stuck in the hellscape that was embedded C, with literally tens of people around the world using the same system on chip that I was using. And you had these little bespoke Q&A sites that every vendor had to find out what was going on with their system on chip. It was a nightmare. And anything that .NET can do to widen the base of embedded programming, I'm here for it. DevExpress 20.2 has been released. Every company I've ever been a part of was either using DevExpress or trying like hell to get away from it. Which one are you? AWS now supports .NET 5. This is sort of a hand-wavy gesture because no part of me is checking the dozens upon dozens of Amazon services to see if it works across all of them, but I will take their word for it. PowerShell 7.1.0 has been released with support for .NET 5. There's a very small crowd that loves PowerShell, and I am not about to cross them because they are zealous about their love for PowerShell. So all I can say is, hooray. Guido van Rusum, previously the benevolent dictator for life uh, for Python, has joined Microsoft. Now, for life is a vague term, of course, since he's no longer the BDFL. It's also vague what he's going to be doing, but apparently it's going to involve the intersection of Python and Microsoft. I'd be excited for a faster Python running on the .NET runtime. There's a talk out from .NET Conf on migrating 200 applications to .NET Core. The title alone makes it worth your time. Matthew McDonald asks, does .NET 5 deliver on its promises? This is a longer read, but there are lots of good tidbits here, including one that I initially missed at the top. Single file deployments, or single file applications, only work on Linux. On Mac OS and Windows, there's nothing single about the single file application deployment. They expect to fix this in .NET 6. Allende of and Hibernate and RavenDB fame, talks about the reasons why you should always profile with his own performance regression stories. Now, I love reading Allende stuff. I always learn something new. .NET Conf, as I've said before, was November 18th through the 20th. There's a list of sessions, 81 sessions they had over the course of three days. And there's something for just about everyone. You should check it out. I do intend to have a wrap-up episode about .NET Conf uh, when I have the time. The .NET Foundation released their State of the .NET Foundation during .NET Conf 2020. Highlights include 371 sponsored meetups and 317,000 attendees to those meetups. The foundation now boasts 886 members. That's a 77% year-over-year growth rate. Also, the .NET Foundation has released a survey. You should take it. And you don't have to be a member of the .NET Foundation to take the survey. Now, the survey goes over uh, if you use open source, if you know what the .NET Foundation is, and if you don't use open source that isn't sponsored by Microsoft, why? And lastly, the .NET Foundation removed the contribution model and later reverted that change. Now, there's no word yet on what's going on. This is an important change and if you want to learn more about the .NET Foundation, uh, check out episode four. I have a whole podcast on the subject of the .NET Foundation. And briefly, there are two ways to get your project into the .NET Foundation. 
First way is you assign the project copyright over to .NET. They now own your project. Or two, you sign an agreement to use their contribution model. Now this change made uh, removed option two, leaving only the option if you wanted to join the .NET Foundation or your, have your project join the .NET Foundation for you to sign the copyright over. Call, they call this the assignment model. And this effectively makes the .NET Foundation the owner of your project. This is, as we say in the biz, bad. Now, I'd love to understand the reasoning behind this change so that fear, uncertainty, and doubt don't take over. But so far, no one's talking. And that's what happened last week in .NET. It was a very full week. I'm George Stalker, and I help teams double their productivity through test-driven development. If you'd like to find out more, reach out at www.doubleyourproductivity.io. And I'll see you next week.